0: could do a, a sung greeting like hello
1: hello <laughs> I, I tried to chime in too
0: you were so good megan everyone <laughs> else is garbage Pedro was where was your harmony oh
2: okay let's try again let's oh, it try it take it again. This. Yeah. hello hello hey what's up <laughs> 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 please hold on right guys Woke up in a lucid
1: dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no
3: Last we left off, um, you had a bit of a kerfuffle on the boat. There is a, a bit of violence, a spot of violence, I think. It's nothing.
4: Mm, why, would I, you, uh, why would you undersell it like that, just to accentuate <laughs> how, how much of a scuffle it was? How many were dead? I forget the
0: number. It's like 20-something. Yeah, 20-plus. Yeah. Erleby is pretty shook up about this. And she's going to be not not like like visibly afraid more just reserved and maybe at like a a quieter moment while we're on our way to get kicked off the the ship (laughs) she she'd like grab vasa and pull her aside and be like we can't let this
4: happen again ever and vasa vasa looks pretty sober as well um as mentioned before, this one affected her a bit more because she cared about the crew indirectly, because she cared about um, the gambler captain. And she nods slowly, and she says, "Not to those we care for." But then, um, uh, if if we're already sort of leaping in game, um, she would actually take she would actually hunt down Tompkins. Uh, and, and where is he?
3: He, you don't know where he is, actually. He's not on deck.
4: Yeah, Vasa quickens her pace, and she walks around calling out for Tompkins. Tompkins! Tompkins! She checks the, the cafeteria or mess hall.
3: He is there. Ah. <laughs> he's got an empty plate of food, and he's just kind of sitting there.
4: And she walks over, and she's like, Tompkins!
3: And he turns around. He's like, he's wearing the shield on his back, and it's kind of a little too big for him. So like he kind of peeks over the shield as he turns around.
4: She says, Tompkins, and she she wraps her knuckles on the shield. She says, Tompkins, hmm. do you know what the shield does? Mm-hmm. What does your shield do?
3: Protects me. Protects you guys, too, if I play my cards right. He's trying How? to. Um, I have to put it in front of you.
4: And what does it do? Because every fight now, you have been running in with your dinky little that, and she gestures at the tiny little hobbit-sized shield, no. and you've been dropping it down, and I have yet to see it do anything. What What does it do to protect us?
3: I feel like this is either you giving me a teaching moment, or you don't know how shields work. So I'm Tompkins! Gonna, what I
1: think...
4: Are you telling me, Tompkins? But you you think the way your shield works is to just block damage.
3: I've been trying to learn how to throw it, but it never comes back.
4: Tompkins! and then Vasa it just kind of like seems more draws. usable to keep
3: it the whole time.
4: And then and then Vasa's like Tomkins, are that? you aware that your shield is tiny? And barely even protects you. And to demonstrate her point, she starts just kind of like reaching over the shield and like <laughs> whacking him on his head.
3: Is, is, ah, it, is it protecting ah, you now? It doesn't work is that it, close. Is it, ow, ow. Is, it, is it protecting you now?
4: Is it protecting you now, Tompkins? <laughs> why
3: don't you leave your shield? And he's just he's like, what, what? why? What do you Tom want? Tompkins, do you not
4: realize that you have been putting yourself into complete danger and everybody with this tiny little shield that you've been... Tompkins, this is a magical shield, doesn't this it? This is like don't, almost aren't you... the size of me.
3: That's a big shield.
4: I could eat the size of your... Tum- Tompkins, this is a magical shield. Do you Thanks. not know what it does?
3: I feel like I have saved... I don't know about lives, but at least a life? Like, I've done yeah. some work.
4: Vasa uh, smacks him over the head again. And uh, then- why? Grabs him by the cuff of his shirt and starts dragging him along. That's says, my shirt. Go find, oh, I'm coming. We're gonna go find Master Dwarf, and she drags him along. Might be walking a little bit faster than Tomkins' little legs can handle. And then looks for looks for Brumblestone.
2: Master Dwarf, Master <laughs> Dwarf? So yeah, Brummelstone is in uh, maybe his room if he has a room or an alleyway. He's or someplace a cove, and he's like kind of furiously taking notes. Uh, and yeah, he would look up and he would be like. We need to attune you to that shield.
4: And then she snaps her fingers. She's like, thank you, Master Dwarf. And just grabs Tompkins by the shoulders and bodily pushes him forward and says, I trust that you will make the most of what we have right here. And just pushes Tompkins at him.
1: Dun, 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 dun,
3: dun, dun, I have dun, to dun, tune dun, the shield?
4: Dun, dun, it's not a musical not instrument. Not working
1: with much. are
2: <laughs> Br- not working Stone with would, much. Yeah. <laughs> then would, would hold a finger up the Tompkins for a second. And he goes, if I do this we're even.
4: And Avasa <laughs> pauses because she wasn't expecting that, but she says, if you can make a bride out of him. <laughs> it's like, it's like, this is what Tomkins to has placed
3: with, the shield but honey, into I've the ground and is like slowly using it as his escape route.
4: Yeah. Bumal uh, um,
2: Stone grabs it and he goes, leave this to me. He's like, uh, give me about an hour, maybe three. Uh, he's then, like, let's gather everyone. We need to talk anyways.
4: And then Vasa says, uh, Dwarf, you are infinitely wise. And then she steps out to go back to Ertleby. And yeah. Unless unless anybody else has anything to do right now. No. Tin's
1: just sad.
2: <laughs> just imagine her like Charlie Brown walking
3: behind in all the scenes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, so with uh, Tompkins, just kind of looking around, and he's like, So get this the rogue doesn't know how shields work. What she's trying to explain to you is that the shield you
2: have uh, <laughs> attunes to your body, and you also don't know how shields work.
1: There comes a time in every <laughs> halfling's yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So.
2: So there's the birds and the bees talk and there's the swords and the shields talk. And oh that's my God. and that's the conversation Brummelstone now is slowly <laughs> engaging with Tompkins. If I don't I don't know if I have a dagger, I don't think I do, but if Bromelstone if could find a dagger and he would be like, This is what you call a weapon <laughs> slowly
3: explaining <it's> <laughs> to Tompkins. And he's like, I guess what I don't understand is this idea that you guys think that I don't know how to stand behind stuff. And I've been doing that this whole time. Hmm. Uh, you're not supposed to stand behind the shield. You're supposed to
2: move the shield to block the attacker. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's a tough one. Roberto took some
3: time So I should keep it on my arm. (laughs) I shouldn't be putting it on the ground?
2: Yes, that's a good start. You see these holes back here? Put this on the arm. Now hold it closely. Now focus on the shield, and it might actually become
3: more attuned to you. No talking. Focus on the shield. And so it's an uncomfortable, like, five or so minutes as he continuously stares at you. I assume that your patience is going to win out. And eventually he starts focusing on the shield. (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) and um it does take like um way back when you were uh when you first came to cog uh when you attuned to a lot of the uh, items that you had collected that day it took about 10 minutes you're not sure if it's because of tompkins or the shield but it takes about an hour for him to finally figure it out not
1: surprising home, not surprising dude.
3: right yeah. but by the end of it um he kind of he, he's like okay hold on a second and he gets behind the shield again and you're slightly disappointed because it looks like it's all about to happen again and then this this large kind of like golden eye kind of rips open in the middle of the shield and it doesn't. It's not like it's like an actual breathing eye. Like it's not like a, a living eye. It's just kind of like a most like a gold tracings of an eye that kind of come to life on it, and it's looking around the room and staring at everything. And then he puts the shield down. And he says, "It doesn't do anything, guys. I'm really sorry." Like,
1: <laughs> move your sword in like a circular <laughs> way and get it confused.
3: So, like the eye just looked around. Yeah, like it, it looked around and like if you were really watching, you noticed that like it was kind of following his head movements. Like, almost like maybe he was seeing through the shield. Ah.
2: So I would, I would try to explain that concept to him.
3: You uh, give it a few more minutes, and then eventually he realizes that he's seeing through the shield. And then he's like, so it's like a pair of glasses. Um,
2: that you can see through, and that Vasa can't punch through. Alright, can I go now? Uh, no, you need to wait. Let's practice, and yeah, and so this would be Brumblestone would be practicing using the shield until hopefully the others came. You know,
3: right, right, right. So yeah, um, the two of you work on it and kind of help him understand that he should be using the shield to block things, not to put it up as a small wall. Yeah. Um, and then hope the for the best.
4: Tiniest wall. Yeah, pretty it's much.
3: Of, it's a bunch. It's, of, a one, like, brick, it's a well, one
4: brick. It's one brick big.
3: Like I said, for it's him, it's almost forward, a tower shield. Forward. Like it's. It's a pretty hefty shield for you guys already. For him, he can really just tuck behind it and just hope for the best. Um
1: How does he even have the strength to lift it?
3: Well, that's something that would be a good question to ask. Like, and Brumblestone would be able to answer that because it's a magical shield. It's much lighter than it should be. Mm, it's
1: okay. a magical shield. It's much lighter than it should be. <laughs> yeah, t- t-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that the whole time, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's everyone else doing? So I know you went, uh, uh, Vasa went back to Ertleby and Tin's been basically Charlie Brown moping.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, just kind of trying to see if she can help out anywhere on the the boat, ship,
3: yeah. thing. Well, like, if you remember, a lot of the crew has been sealed off into the engine room.
2: There was only one crew
3: left. Yeah, the other oh, crews right, have been yeah. slaughtered. Um, this last crew has been kind of sealed away and told just to keep the ship running at all costs. No sleep until you reach the city. Brooklyn. Alright. All right. I you know, I was going to go there, and I was like, no need. <laughs> Wesley's here tonight. Uh,
4: Vasa, Done. being in Ertlebee, she would have sidled in and she says, Grandmother, um, tell me again about your gun, gun masters. Vasa, I would be happy
0: to do that, but I'm afraid right now I'm on something of a mission." And she'd hold up her exfoliation book, and she'd be like, "'I'm going to write down the names of everyone who died in this. I, I don't want to disturb the active crew too much, but I worry that if we don't remember, the people who die as a result of our choices we'll become craven in a way not unlike the nightmares and she she kind of scoot herself off the bed and like waddle her way out to where the crew's working um, and this is huge because there's nothing Irtleby loves more than telling Vasa about Ben Manley but she's she's really she's really keen to to mourn these people
4: yeah uh, Vasa does take note of ertleby's sombre attitude and she respectfully steps back and lets Ertleby waddle her way out. And then when Ertleby and everybody's out of here, she's like, it's, it's no big deal. I just thought that, you know, maybe the ship captain was a gunslinger. It's all right. <laughs> and, <grandmother>. <laughs> <laughs> and then, she, and then she, she also steps out to just sort of wander the ship and offer help anywhere that she can.
3: For the most part, the deck is pretty clear. They had to take everybody into the engine room. Um, any dwarf that knows the way around the engine room is stuck down there now. Um, that's why. uh Until you get to the city, there won't be anything in the way of prepared food or anything like that either. <laughs> uh, cafeterias closed down.
2: That's actually where Roberto is. Is he's attempting to? Yeah, that's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's, he's stuck in the kitchen, like surrounded by soup materials. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know, actually, if if
4: it was an option, Vasa would make her way into the mess hall, and if she can, try to. She would recruit Tin in this. She would find Tin and sort of recruit her into it. Like, hey, let's. Let's try to make a meal for
1: everyone or just do what we can. Tin's really confused by this concept cuz she doesn't need to eat, but she'll will be willing to help as much as she can.
3: <laughs> she's some
1: comic relief. You could say she's standing quite robotically as she attempts to help. Would Tin like <laughs> not know what ingredients were
0: and like be like handing over <laughs> like, like yeah. some- him hey,
4: in a chair. It's, it's just like, this is
3: <laughs> I don't know if this joke's only going to work with Wesley, but it's like that scene from like Short Circuit where he's just like dumping pure like eggs and stuff into a bowl. <laughs> yeah.
2: Johnny Five, make dinner.
3: <laughs> um,
2: was a terrible that Johnny Five.
3: <laughs> I, I wasn't did gonna say did? that. It was, it
2: was awful.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. So the two of you. Um, Kind of take over meal prep, it sounds like, then. Brummelstone continues working with Tompkins. Is there any kind of action that you guys need to take before the ship clears its way to the merchant city of Haaland? So Brummelstone would want to gather up everyone at some point. So maybe like the night before. Yeah, like a private discussion. Yeah. So it's been two nights now. No one slept, which means that you're at two levels of exhaustion as well. Damn it. Gross. Yeah, you're doing your best not to sleep.
1: Does exhaustion still... I, I think we discussed this before. Does exhaustion still affect the Forge who don't need to sleep?
3: No, you're then? fine. You're fine.
1: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> doing good, guys. Tim's, like, moving around, like, what's
2: up? You're just, like, cooking up. You and Roborta are just cooking up meals left and right. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: For those of you that are not um, magically infused golems, at level 2 exhaustion, your speed is halved, and you have disadvantage on all ability checks.
1: No! So if somebody were to, say, like, offer assistance to for an ability check at that level of exhaustion, would it just even enough? Yeah, out you'd
3: remove the disadvantage. So that they're not at- yeah.
1: So we should Voltron it,
0: basically, is what you're saying.
3: <laughs> yeah, it would we take should- two of you to do one thing now. You. <laughs> Into one adventure, but it's been like I said, Turtleton. it's been <laughs> yes. two. It's been two days on the ship. Um, the crew is rather restless. You can hear them really, really upset about not getting any other shifts, not understanding, um, being told that they have to double time it to the merchant city of Hollem was uh, something that worked the first uh, day. By the second day, they're really, really. Getting angry about this predicament and they're, they don't want to stay down there, but they, they, uh, the captain has their loyalty, so they're not going to suddenly break out of the engine room all of a sudden. 10 you see your companions with that same look of exhaustion that they had be- the night that you were getting ready to leave Obrimos. That when you had to stay up that whole time and not let the nightmares in, the toll that it took on everyone's body, that's what's setting in now. And it's pretty concerning for you because. You're not nearing the exit of this world. Like, you're only moving to the next part. <laughs> you're not even at the fields of the Forgotten yet. And they're already just running ragged. Their eyes are bloodshot.
1: We're going to die. I would say, I don't know, because uh, Tin's initial or instinct would be uh, that, we're not taking because they're dropping us off at and then we're having to make our way on our <laughs> own because obviously, like, we like inadvertently helped with the slaughter of their uh, crew. <laughs> so, uh, so tin tin thought is like, how far are we walking or traveling, like on foot, from Hollum?
3: Wait, that's tin's thought, or that's Megan's question?
1: No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm questioning. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm questioning. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry. That's- um, if you were to, uh, walk it, to go from hollem to the Field of the Forgotten would probably take you another, like, maybe two weeks.
4: We're gonna die.
1: Well, no. Nah.
3: <laughs> You'd have to secure transportation to speed that up.
1: Yeah, if we had an elephant, maybe it would have <laughs> helped with. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um,. Yeah, because there's no way that we can survive for two weeks without sleeping, obviously. So we're going to have to do something, like, we're going to have to sleep. And Tin's thought is, if we're in the city and it takes us a long time to get everything and we run into trouble and we're exhausted, that's a bad situation. So Tin would maybe at some point mention to Brummelstone or Vasa is, like, we should try and have them drop us off before we get to haul them. So that way we can try and sleep out in the like, open, where nobody is in danger of dying. Um, and then if we happen to encounter nightmares, so be it. But we need to be able to try and uh, get sleep as much as possible. Faso would
2: agree. Yeah, and Brummelstone, if, if broached, would agree. And would point that Roborto, yeah, even though it doesn't look it, is supposed to be skills in the Wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, Robertorto ir-
2: is rolling. He would all say, natural he 20s. A, "You know, like yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look much of it, but we've survived many a night on Obrimos."
3: Yeah. Roberto a seems oddly agreeable tonight.
2: Yes, Roberto's I mean, always agreeable. Right, he is a he's a ranger. Right? Tin
1: would ask Vasa to maybe broach the subject with the captain, since she seems to have the most rapport with him.
4: Yeah, Vasa nods and says, "I'll I'll try to speak with him. I'm sure he." He'd be more than willing to be rid of us sooner rather than later. And um, can she wander around go look for the captain?
3: Yep, yep. You would imagine that he's in his uh, chambers right now.
4: Yeah. Um, She goes up to the captain door and she knocks on it politely. Two crisp raps. Well, actually, no, she's tired. She's exhausted. Two sluggish thumps. (laughs) And she calls Uh, out. She says, Captain.
3: So you hear a bit of scurrying. Um, and it takes a little longer than you'd expect, but after about maybe five or so minutes, he opens the door fully dressed as if this is how he sleeps is in his full captain's gear. Mm-hmm. And, um, he takes a step outside and goes, well, how, whew, how's, um, hmm, how, um, how, how are you doing? How are you holding up?
4: i about also pause just, and does the, the reaction seem to be because <laughs> you look so tired. Appearance. Well, she's going to be like, do I really look that bad? What can I do for you? Yeah, and (laughs) then Vasa, you know, she shrugs that aside. um, First, she actually says, uh, how are you holding up, Captain?
3: You know, don't really want to talk about it. How are you doing?
4: Just hanging in there. Listen, my my group and I, we, we figured it might be better if you drop us maybe a mile or so outside of the city, farther away from people, just in case. I'm sure, um, you know, just mean that we'd get off your ship a little sooner rather than having you busy yourself with docking in the ship and all that. Is that possible? That's fine with me. All right, then. And then Vasa pauses as if she kind of sensed that maybe the gambler captain was going to say something.
3: How are you guys going to do this?
4: And Vasa, she takes a deep breath, and you can kind of... You know, her eyes are dry and red, and she she looks really haggard and everything, and she just sim- says simply, We'll just do what we have to. We always have.
3: And he just kind of shakes his head, and he's like, I, I don't know how. I just don't know.
4: Neither do I, Captain, but that's what a gamble is. And she kind of attempts a sort of, you know, a friendly friendly smile. Like He doesn't need to reciprocate it, but she just nods at him.
3: Well, I'm thinking... I don't know I'm thinking I've got a lot of explaining to do to the crew and I don't know what's gonna happen once they find out everything but in the off chance that I can get them on my side I'm thinking maybe give us some time to recuperate we take two days you do your business in the city Come look for us. Maybe we can fly you the rest of the way. Oh my
4: god, yes. And Vasa is just very, very still, very silent, because she's understanding the gravity of, and and the generosity of such an offer after basically her team costing him half his crew. And then she just draws in a breath and she says, Captain, the the mere offer of that. I have no words.
3: Well, I mean, I think of it a couple of ways. First off, I don't want to... <laughs> I trust you guys, but I don't want to make you somebody else's problem. Because it seems to me that you, you all seem noble enough to try to walk your way to the fields.
4: Vasa puts on a very angelic face.
3: <laughs> he says, <laughs> but it's also just as likely that you're going to pr- buy purchase with another airship. And I don't want this happening to anybody else. But the other thing is, I don't know a lot about what you guys are up to. But it. It feels like you've got something really big going on. And I don't know why, but it feels like. Maybe I should help you guys along the way.
1: I love this character.
3: I mean, all that is contingent on the idea that you don't get the city slaughtered. Part of this is me rolling the dice on the idea that if you gotta find a way to not again, I trust you guys but if I can give you an offer tempting enough to keep you out of the city for two days I'm doing everyone a favor, you and the city
4: Captain you're such a smart man such a great man. Go on. With a heart of gold.
3: Mm-hmm. That's true.
4: Yeah. And then Vasa, um, if she she doesn't reach out to clap him on the shoulders, you know, she's still feeling a, a little bit apologetic and awkward about the, the burden that her team had. But she <laughs> thumps on the door in that really sort of brotherly way that yeah. I've seen in movies that they do. Like, the, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah
2: so yeah, she does brother, that the brother door knock yeah
4: yeah the brother Classic. door knock it's like it's like a Classic. yeah she and then she just kind of nods and she says uh i'll go and form my group if that is all
3: he says that is uh well one more thing
4: <clears throat> and vasa she did she didn't move she it almost looks like she kind of like just kind of melted where she stood anyway so she didn't i guess move far.
3: i am sort of uh purchasing something with all of this as well and he uh, kind of thinks for a second. He says, "I trust that anything that you may know or may have seen won't make it to certain members of your team."
4: And then Vasa pauses, and she looks at him, and her eyes show a knowing, despite how incredibly fatigued she is. Mm-hmm. And she says simply, "To my grave, Captain." Good thing Ertelby was destructed.
5: Right. <laughs>
4: <Yeah. Yeah>. What? <laughs> Can you imagine? I'd be like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Starting now! And Vasa returns to the group, um, and Tompkins is there. She'll be like, Tompkins, I hope you've mastered that shield. But then she'll inform the group that. Uh, it, of what? Like
3: when he turns around the shield has like the like it's almost like a golden drawing of an eye and the eye is staring at you just intently and he's like i'm on it i got this this is so cool
4: looks very suspicious and she tries to put her fingers through the center of the eye and he
3: moves out of the way he's like "Uh uh-uh i've learned i don't put the shield in the ground anymore yeah and Classics, Brummelstone would make the
2: same motion back to him. Yeah?
3: <laughs> now, Brummelstone in this time, what you've learned is that he has a sentinel shield. Okay. A sentinel shield um, gives you advantage on initiative rolls and uh, perception checks. Good. Another.
1: Tim could use that shield. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so basically, he can hold the shield up and kind of look through it. And when he's holding the shield, yeah, he not only does he get initiative bonuses, but he also um, has advantage on perception checks, so he can, as long as he's holding the shield up, he can see, He's a pretty good chance of noticing things. Well, good. Yeah, so like when, when, yeah. when uh, Vasa comes to kind of poke at him, he's like, uh-uh. <laughs> he's like, that's the trick about shields, is like, just because they can't take the hit doesn't mean they sh- they should have to.
4: Yeah, Vasa takes that finger poke and just turns it up into a very tired middle finger before turning to the rest of the group and sharing what the
1: gambler captain has offered,
3: Tom can just size and puts the shield on his back.
1: So, uh, to get this straight, we would be dropped off while they go into the city to like recoup, and we'd just be outside the city for two days? Basically, he's giving us
4: two days to get our job done and also be on our best behavior to yes. not kill anybody. Yes. Okay. Sounds right.
3: And also Sounds give good? him two days to convince his crew. That they should let you guys back on the ship.
4: That's well, a good thing that Vasa and crew were giving them food. Then you know, you mm-hmm. know, all apologetic mm-hmm. and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> pretty much. Erdbie and Tin, you would know there are no woods nearby uh, around the merchant city of Hollem. It actually sits uh, pretty close to uh, a beautiful ocean view, like a like a beach. let's
1: go build some sandcastles, like a beach. Not yeah. so like, a beach like a beach <laughs> episode
3: just a fucking so like beach
4: a... Sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my umbrella opening. <laughs> oh my like can nightmares show up when it's that a gorgeous sunny life. beach day? I think like the UV rays and everything would just kind of kill them. I'm, just saying, <laughs> just, I'm just
2: saying there's some time for company bonding. There's a
4: picnic.
2: There's a guy Taking
0: pictures of the picnic for his website. Tompkins is going to get a tan. <laughs> I All right, well the the mental image of us like stumbling on the beach while sleep deprived like taking off our shoes yeah. and like dipping Sparkly our toes in the sparkling tropical waters. I want that to happen.
3: I it is a good compromise like an incontinuity anime beach episode where everyone's being slaughtered by nightmares. That's fair. <laughs> I
0: could
3: work yeah. With this- that. What a beach. nightmare <laughs> <laughs> beach.
0: All right, I think so the plan is we're going to get out, we're going to sleep away from the town and then mm-hmm. we're going to go do our business in the town. Yeah?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that
2: sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, Brummelstone would also take this time to communicate, like, what, like so for, like, the last couple of days, he's just been scribbling notes, um, about everything that he can remember, and so he would communicate, like, the idea that, um, so we've seen the Nightmares be resistant to various types of attacks, um, and he was trying to, like, note where he saw that, so he's, then he tries to line up what everyone has as an attack, so he would say, like, Grandma... You have your magic, you have your weapon, and you have your gun, so I think you're covered. And it's the same with Tin. Um, you say I have magic, and I have my, uh, I have a light crossbow I haven't ever used, and uh, <laughs> and a hammer. Um, and he would look at Vasa and be like, I know you have, you know, I know you're deadly with your attacks, but we need to get you something more magical. And the same for Roberto. So he would start. Uh, kind of saying, like, we need to get, right, we need to get the armbands to protect the forged in this land of the dead forged where we're going. But secondary is probably we should get everybody upwards of attacks. Like, any look at Vasa, like, you need another way to fight than just that. Cause if they become resistant to your physical attacks, like, that's another player out of the game. So he's Do like. Do you even have money though? Because we have some. No, and, do you? And that's well, we have the two hundred something.
3: Oh, yeah. We got
2: for the net, and then minus seventy nine or whatever was paid. <laughs> Vasa has that. So.
0: Vasa, so, I think, has tons of money. She's just always making. No, money. no, she doesn't. Yeah. All
1: right, <laughs> that seems true.
0: Never mind. Sorry for implying you had money.
1: Yeah. Her, well, it, like her bags are drooping with all of the gold. <laughs> no,
2: no, no,
1: <laughs> no money. What are you talking
4: about? Just this all these just,
2: potatoes. Like, yeah, just potatoes <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's when Brummel Stone would say like, uh, you know, it's kind of beg, borrow, or steal at this point that we need to find like subenda- secondary weapons. I for, like stealing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he says, well, you're probably the first one to sleep and let's steal and get out of this town. Like, I'd rather have a few pissed off merchants uh, than a whole town dead again. And yay. he would also look at the gunslingers. He's also kind of like rambling and probably talking over people rudely, like in that moment. I'm sorry, Olivia. I was right. Uh, and he would look at the gun, and he's like, if we're at a place where guns could possibly be built, I know you have an honor code, but that would give us another weapon. He was like, hey, maybe you wait until we're off cog, but if you assemble the piece, get the pieces here, this might Tompkins looks place. up, and
3: he's like, whoa, whoa. Are we all getting guns? T- oh, Tompkins,
2: man, that, like, makes me not feel
3: special. <laughs> yeah, learn to use a shield first, and you'll be... <laughs> I and mean, he's yeah, like, but totally. think if I had a shield and a gun? No. Tompkins, we're gonna start you with a knife.
1: <laughs> you'll shoot your eye out, kid.
3: <laughs> you will shoot your eye out.
1: If we're lucky.
2: Yeah, yeah. and Brummelstone would have been, like, included that in the conversation of, like, Tompkins, you're part of the team, so you need to have a way to fight as well. Like, we don't want you involved, talk him to to death backhand
3: corner. Yeah. Tompkins is just staring at Vasa. like.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Tompkins. You could also eat them alive as well.
3: Are you calling me fat?
4: Tom, uh, Vasa tries to poke Tompkins in the belly.
3: He's at he the shield. He's like, ha! Talked the wrong person.
4: Vasa's too tired to chase him.
3: <laughs> Quick learner, Quick
2: learner.
0: Erdleby would... Uh, put a hand on Brummelstone's shoulder and be like, oh, Mr. Dwarf, you're always such a gentleman. But we should probably not make guns. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. we definitely get killed. Uh, however, however, uh, I was thinking that the optimal strategy here on out uh, as you so uh, clearly stated it, uh, would be to use the Weapon type with which we are suckiest first. Upon <laughs> encountering a new nightmare, uh, if there's one that we in particular wish to target, um, we should use our own personal suckiest weapon first, but then we should also do an inventory and figure out what the group is best at. Now, Tin and I are awesome at guns, so. Tom can kind of raise his
3: hands on that too. <laughs> <laughs> No, Tompkins. Go on, go on, go on. God, no. <laughs> what
2: if he really is a great gunslinger, and we're just like, not getting slinged?
0: Oh my god. Is Tompkins
4: the fifth gunslinger? Oh my god. Is that what you're saying? Oh. I mean, would, that's what Literally, I'm hearing. Like... Uh, Vasa would just point, <laughs> out that, Vasa would point out that since she only has her scimitar and her short sword, it just means that whatever you attack the nightmares with first, just don't slash it. Just don't poke it. Leave that to me. <laughs>
1: Tin says, what if we just throw a punch first and then we're all good to go? What if we throw (laughs) verbal insults and use emotional damage first? (laughs) Yeah, psychological (laughs) (laughs) damage.
4: You call yourself a nightmare? (laughs) Really?
2: At that point, (laughs) Bromal Sun would, like, Rip up his notes and just toss them over his shoulder. <laughs> no, I'm actually invested in the punch Quiet. first plan.
0: Literally, the next nightmares we're encountering
4: are punching them first. Um, With your oh, gauntlets. Blood, that, that's blunt damage, right? Or that's a. What, what kind of damage is a hammer or a punch?
3: It'd be blunt. Yeah, bludgeon. Well, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, um, we should yeah. just we, bludgeon
2: them. Were we able to figure out, like, is there a difference between. Or do we know at this point if there's a difference between, like, arrows versus swords? Can I like, tell
3: you something? What's that? I just no. edited episode 14 and you guys figured it out then.
4: What? It's... Damn it. It's we gotta listen to there. this, guys. Like... We
2: gotta
3: go listen to it. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. It's just funny. like You guys had figured everything out. <laughs> and immediately <laughs> and forgot. It all. Were no nightmares for so, <laughs> the nightmares seem to work um differently than other types of creatures they don't respond to whether it's like bludgeoning or piercing or sloshing they seem to have different categories they um can resist either uh melee weapons or ranged weapons or magic like they don't care whether it's like stabbing or punching they care if it's melee or ranged or spell
4: Okay, so I will yeah. just shoot That's an arrow cool. into them, right? Yeah, Bad. so yeah. Though, so we start like,
3: with ranged weapons because I
2: don't think anybody's good with them. Wait, but and guns mean, are ranged weapons. Guns Dogs are <laughs> ranged
4: weapons. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Wes, your hilarious joke was lost on me. Um, this is crappy <laughs> because it's kind of like rock paper scissors. Megan um, and I are best at ranged. Broma Stone's best at magic. Roborto and Vasa are best at melee.
3: I know. Cool. It worked out really well. I was really excited.
0: You monster.
3: I started the nightmares out way drip. before you guys Ooh. made your characters.
2: So, so what I'm hearing is that wizards don't get anything magical. And the softener skill is also what we're the, the best at being the weakest at. So it's cool. Just hit them with magic. And then I'll just die. <laughs> you <Hey> guys. <laughs> Well, yeah. Simple,
1: simple, <laughs> simple strategy is: I'll go and shoot one, and then uh, other people. You guys go fight that one, and then like you guys hit one, and then I'll fight that one. Oh, that's we'll good. Just, that's good. This what is we, like yeah. We'll yeah we'll what just we've always been doing. Okay, so then yeah. we'll call them like
0: like we'll just call them by the thing that they're tagged with. So if they get hit with ranged first, then we're like, all right. Brummelston and Vasa, take that range. We'll get the melee over here. And that way, they'll just be tag teams. Alright, this so is a good smart. strategy. Alright, so, so I'm going smart. to actually write down the What's nightmares up? we Wicked fight. Smart. And label, <laughs> Wicked smart.
1: Yeah, we
2: got this. We got I like this. the idea that it's, it's we're going to come to this it will be episode, like, 35. And we'll be <laughs> like how we figured out what we figured out in episode 14. Which I yeah, would like to say sense. not there for. It's not my fault.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you guys get the gist of an in episode three. And then yeah. we then it came up in episode fourteen. Now And now this will be episode
2: I think like thirty-four. Yeah, I don't know the legitimacy of actually building a gun, but that would figure what the like Brummelstone would suggest. Yeah, he's something. like, why don't we just be building guns? This seems like a great it's idea. Like, it seems like you have this magic that you, I mean I understand you have an oath. Uh, so we can just, you can get the parts now, and then when we're off call. I don't
1: know, Brumblestone. why don't we all just start casting orb magic? I don't I know, mean, I do It's just know. so
2: simple, right? <laughs> who, know, who knows Thunderwave, right? <laughs> who knows uh, Thunderwave? <laughs> Thunderwave oh, is, is that me? Oh, no, wait. No, I don't get that alone. No, I'm okay. It's cool. <laughs> Keep your gun. It's cool.
1: You get your cool magic missiles.
2: <laughs> yes. If I could teach them all the magic, you all the magic missile... That's all that would happen every every game. It would just be like, we hide behind rocks and magic (laughs) missiles because it hits automatically. And also, you taught
1: me how, you you gave me the ability to fly again. Thank you. Uh.
3: (laughs) I like how you still kept the angry tone, though. Uh, Also, you fulfilled my dreams and wishes, asshole. (laughs)
2: Asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, dude, I did that after a broken heart, man. That was... I know. (laughs) That's how much I'm looking out for you it was so good, so good. <laughs> my heart was ripped asunder and I still helped
3: you fly anything you guys are covering that night before you settle down one last time by not sleeping
4: uh, Vasa would keep would sort of uh sort of keep watch over Tompkins like wherever he goes she goes just to make sure that he doesn't fall asleep
3: which is funny because after this meeting like he goes and uh, he doesn't go to sleep but he does tuck himself into a corner and he does have like a pillow That he's putting inside of the arm uh, slings of his shield. And he looks up and he's like, hey, what's going on?
4: Evasa tries to reach for the pillow to pull it out.
3: Oh, no, no. This helps me stay awake. Don't worry about it.
4: Evasa says, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. It does? It does. All right. Well, I just want you to know, Tompkins, that if I catch you with your eyes closed, even with your shield, you're not going to see my punch coming. I understand okay
3: Tompkins he looks like really serious like and he kind of he nestles up he doesn't like lay down with the shield in the pillow but like he kind of like leaves it against the wall and leans up against it and um yeah he just kind of sits there in quiet contemplation like it's kind of weird you thought it was just normal Tompkins being goofy but he's kind of looks pretty somber and he leans up against the pillow
4: Vasa sits next to him on the wall, and it's, I mean, you know, he could do whatever he wants, and either way, Vasa wouldn't be surprised, but since she seems to be noticing that he's having one of his his rare, sort of clear-headed, mature moments, she just spends her time also, like, watching him. Yeah. Watching him think.
3: Yeah, he kind of looks over, and he says, so how are you guys doing? Because I don't really talk to you guys a lot.
0: We're tired, Tompkins. I guess you could say, Tom Gins, we're trying really, really hard to stay awake. Maybe we could share stories to keep each other conscious. Um,
3: he kind of looks to the side. Yeah.
0: Do you have any stories?
3: And he just kind of rocks back and forth. He says, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you what do you want to hear? Like, about Mercurius? And he just kind of shifts uncomfortably. Tell us your
4: earliest memory.
3: Um, my earliest memory was when I guess my earliest memory would be exploring the caves that we used to get around the worlds. My parents were part of the first team to kind of start mapping out and discovering that these tunnels went from world to world to world. So, um, I, it was kind of my job to carry all the supplies. Um, so I carried all the maps and the parchments and stuff like that. And so we spent a lot of time just walking around inside the tunnels trying to figure out why some tunnels led to other worlds and some tunnels just led to terrible underground cities full of squid-like creatures. Like, trying to find... trying to just map it all out, really. Um... We walked all over. We went to a lot of different worlds. Um, there's a. I don't know. Did you guys know there were a lot of worlds? I don't really know what other people think about that stuff. Like, is this weird for you guys?
1: Yes, yeah, pretty weird. I mean, this whole situation. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> I
0: would rated weird. We, Stone weird? Y slash N.
2: Yeah, Brummo Stone would have looked up and he goes, it's actually. We've been studying it. Uh, before my master was killed it's kind of what we were looking into we thought the uh, the shadow plague from the from the gray might have been caused we could find perhaps a cure on another world but we had only heard rumors and whispers of them
3: funny secret most halflings know about this at least back in my day i assumed that everybody walked worlds So, when I came back with you guys from Mercurius and it seemed like a big secret, I I was thrown off because I don't know what's happened that people didn't um, make that a bigger deal. (laughs) But that's kind of what we used to do. He says, I mean, that's part of what has been so hard about all of this for me on a personal level is that spending a lot of time at Mercurius, I've forgotten a lot about my previous life, like outside of Mercurius. So as we walk around to these different worlds, I'm getting more and more memories back. And um, it's kind of, it's not been fun. Um, yeah, I'm not, like, do you guys really need me? It doesn't seem like you guys even really like me.
0: Tonkins, we had a bonding moment. We, we totally bonded, like, two weeks ago. It was really nice. You were very salty because we had left you behind mm-hmm. for weeks. Remember after, that. After uh, doing that exact thing shortly before yeah, in another that. world, yeah. and then we said we were sorry, and then we bonded. You know we like you now, right?
3: When he looks over at Vasa.
4: Well, I don't know if I would go that far, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but. It doesn't matter, Tompkins, whether we like you or not. You're a part of this crew. You're one of us.
3: And he kind of nods.
4: As far as I'm concerned, you're family.
3: And he kind of looks around. Yeah. Yeah, boy.
2: You're one of us.
1: Ohana means family. Family never gets (laughs) left behind.
2: (laughs) Vamilson would say, like, you're one of us, and then, like, swing his fist really quick at him as though he's going to hit him.
3: Yeah. And hopes that his shield would come up. Nope, he takes it to the face.
2: Oh, he would would stop. He would stop. (laughs) It's like a fake hit.
3: Yeah. He says, um...
2: (sighs) Always keep your guard up.
3: (laughs) And he kind of just quietly says... uh, I mean, he says it out loud for you guys to hear, but it's kind of like, maybe he's remembering, maybe he's sharing, but he says, you know, my, my first wife is from Harlem.
0: What? Thank you, Tin, for saying what we're all thinking.
2: Mm-hmm. I sensed you had reservations about going there. Commercial yeah. break.
0: <laughs> Return from commercial <laughs> break. What? what?
2: Do you remember her name? Eleanor. What, uh... Is she halfling?
3: <laughs> uh, no, she was supposed to actually be the, uh, master... Of the merchant house. So what I'm hearing is that we have an inn.
0: That's what I'm hearing as well. <laughs> <laughs> we have we had we know we have some connections on the inside. Guys,
2: guys, this is gonna work out great for us. And by okay, that I mean okay. terribly uh, so you said first wife. Yeah. Which means me believe that there is another wife.
3: Did you two part on good terms?
1: Are there little tompkins running around?
3: Everywhere? He just feels weird now. Like he's like, well, that's not what we're trying to talk about here. Um,
0: uh, Earth to Tomkins, it's the only thing we're trying to talk about here. <laughs> Did I not just tell you that we need desperately not to fall asleep? And you've got the juiciest dish this side of Girl, the, merchant, or the hub city of Cosmic. <laughs> um
3: <laughs> and he, was, uh, he says, my, my wife, my wife passed away. So, I mean, we, as good a terms as you can get, I guess. But um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, she was supposed to be the head of the Merchant House of Holm. I don't know, um, Tin and Erdlbe, you guys know how the Merchant House has worked and all that, right? Or no?
0: Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, But so... you should probably do it, because I'm old, and, uh... And I'm tired, so... This
2: is your moment, right, Tompkins? This I... is your
0: moment. <laughs>
2: yeah, really. <laughs> well, but enough enough about us,
0: Tompkins. We want to hear about you.
2: You do it. You explain so well.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, basically what it comes down to is that the... There used to be a lot of merchant houses. Um, Holm is the one that won those wars. Um, they used to all specialize in different kinds of trades. I figured Tin and Ertlebee knew about... Hollem though, because you're both gunslingers, aren't you?
0: Yes, and of course we do. But again, you should continue to tell the rest of the group about
3: it. <laughs> and this is
1: Yep, oh yeah, we know. Yeah. We totally know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and this is where like, um this isn't like you you guys don't know but your characters do. This is like completely removed from Tin and Robby because the stuff mm. he's talking about happened. Because you guys know that he seems to be pretty old, right? Right. Yeah. So if he's talking about stuff that he assumes you guys would know, it's like and, ancient history.
2: Ancient.
0: Okay. Good. So we're bluffing. In that case, Tom yeah, we're, like, guys, legitimately, know legitimately that. bluffing.
3: Yeah.
2: Brumblestone <laughs> would be like, I mean, we all know, but explain it to Roberto because
1: mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our escape for things. I get it. Roberto does Jeez.
2: it. So Roberto's a little slower. <laughs>
3: he says, "Well." <laughs> Hollum was the the kingdom that owned the formulas for gunpowder and for firearms and gunsmithing. And they sold those to the kingdom of Dorminir. That's why you guys have your five masters and all that stuff.
0: Because the five masters needed to learn how to uh, make guns to take Dorminir... Down.
3: Um. So well, the way it works is that um, the gnomes of this world were the ones that developed all of this, mm-hmm. and they got together. They when they did when they had this huge discovery, they spent a week in different groups trying to brainstorm what could be done with this uh, discovery. And when they reconvened at this big council, the horrors that they had come up with convince them that no one should have the secrets to gunpowder and no one should have the secrets to firearm and guns firearms gunsmithing and all that and so they took all the knowledge they had and they broke it into pieces and they scattered the formula but the merchant house of hollem was the one that found the formula and put it together and basically vansel who was the master of the merchant house of hollem uh, at the time was very excited about creating essentially an army and, and becoming something much more than just a merchant house. And it was his daughter, my wife, who begged him not to pursue the formula. And she didn't win. He spent a, most of Hollum's resources putting the formula together. But they were never able to understand it without the gnomes. And the formula was sealed away for a couple centuries, I guess, is what I had heard while I was hanging out in Fallis. And what I heard was that Dormineer purchased it and they gave the formula to five of their best smiths and that's what became, that's how the, 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 the five masters came to be. They were brought in to learn these formulas, then they created the art of gunsmithing and gunslinging.
1: And, and, and these five masters, like, did you did one kind of happen to look like, I don't know, maybe like he could take a chance on things?
3: <laughs> I don't, I wasn't there.
1: Oh, okay. Well,
0: you know, it's fair. That also means that one of them wasn't you, right? Right? do okay. We're just making sure, making sure we don't have No, the I, like it right wasn't here. me,
3: okay. it was No.
0: Your wife seems very wise and it speaks so well of you that you were paired with someone with such foresight. I'm very sorry to hear that she she did not get her way and has since passed.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's why we left Cog, actually. Um, she was supposed to be in charge of the Merchant House of Holm. And we ran away together because we didn't we didn't want that life, so
0: Tompkins, when we go into this town, I'm predicting that it's going to be a little different than
3: That's what I hear, that it's a city now. The merchant houses of Holland used to be roving caravans, and I guess when you're the only merchant house left, you get to be a city? Sometimes caravans break down.
0: <laughs> we'll learn
5: that
0: when we uh, get in there but if there's something you know Tompkins about the past that you think could help us in our day-to-day interactions there I want you to make a noise like "kaloo kaloo," or like just clear your throat or something um, or sneeze and then we'll like go aside with you and you'll give us some good insight and information and then we'll go back does that sound like a fair plan
2: Mm. If you can make a triangle or exclamation point pop above your head, oh yeah, and, yes. then, and then, you know, then we'll just click you.
0: Dumbledore <laughs> is have- very, very wise. <laughs> <laughs> he is a wizard who knows much about the world.
3: Yeah, sure. <laughs> if I know something, I'll make weird noises.
2: All right, um, just practice right
0: now. Uh,
3: yeah, maybe subtle weird noises. Yeah,
2: that's the. I feel like that's the Good. next forty-five minutes to three hours. Coo-coo.
3: He wanders off to go make noises, and he's making all kinds of weird whirls and animal noises and honks and (laughs) and all these weird... Not that one. That's
2: it. That's it.
3: (laughs) Hold it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so the night, as long as you guys don't sleep, goes by pretty easily.
0: That's what we do. No sleep.
3: No. Me and Topkins
2: talk about Lady Woes
3: yeah yeah (laughs) what it's like the only other thing that he makes mention of that might be interesting i suppose is just like i said that like they left this world to go to another one and they had time together before she passed um i don't know if you want to follow that up at all if you don't just give me an intelligence check i would i
2: would question like what world
3: uh, oh if you ask what world he says um and he kind of looks embarrassed and he says I, I don't know. Can you
2: describe that world?
3: I remember a lot of animals.
2: Oh,
1: really?
3: But I don't know. Cute what
1: fuzzy I, animals?
3: I, it's something about animals. Animals and some kind of, I don't know. Rebel- Rummelstone would just kinda
2: ask T- for memories from that world. You know, like he would he would want to hear that. As Rummelstone is a dwarf and dwarfs live a long time, so he's yeah, yeah. he's probably had human companions that have come and passed within yeah, his yeah. life. So he understands and relates in that
3: capacity.
1: Oh yeah. Tin in her mind is just wondering is like if he just ended up going to a zoo and didn't
3: <laughs> Sorry. But you can still give me an intelligence check if you'd like.
2: Yeah, sure. Perhaps an investigation check. What? Sure. <laughs> uh, eight plus six, so not great, but not terrible. Twelve. Twelve. No, fourteen. Sorry, fourteen. I got I first. Say
3: yeah. So the way you've put, you're kind of putting this together after Tompkins leaves, is you're kind of tracing the steps, and you know that you're not sure where Tompkins is from exactly, but you know that when he was a kid, they used to travel to Old Brimos a lot. And then after Obrimos, he took you guys to this world, Cog. And then he's just told you that him and his wife had to run away together. And he's taking you to the same world they went to. And maybe this doesn't mean anything. I just wanted to point point that out that so far, you seem to be following a kind of... Like, the idea that you're following a path of some sort hits you. You don't know exactly what that means. There's something to maybe ponder further.
4: So Vasa is back, and she kind of just snaps her head up. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I completely blanked out the moment Tompkins said that he used to have a life.
1: (laughs) I didn't hear anything after that. And it's true. Vasa knows nothing. She heard nothing. Tin leans over and stage says, it's okay, you didn't miss much.
2: (sighs) The shards seem to be hidden along the path of Tompkins' life in some respects and capacity. Look at this
4: photograph.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's some connection there. Perhaps Patches dropped it along the way. Like that was his hiding path was every place Tompkins got broken up with.
0: Oh my God! This That's is this is so high, 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 high fidelity. This is D and D high fidelity. <laughs> we're gonna track down all his ex-wives, and
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going on. This is this this is it. we're strike world walkers. I think it's Tompkins' midlife crisis.
3: <laughs> well, the other thing that you would have um, realized as well too is that the problem with um, thinking this through too much is that Tompkins doesn't seem to know where he's going
4: on a and conscious
3: level. Yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of like the places he's going are like like when he said like, "Well, like when you guys were in Obrimos, he was like, "I know of a tunnel we could take." And yeah, that took he, you to Cog and then you kind of fell into the path of the shard. And now he's like, "I know I know a way off of this place because that's the way that my my wife and I had to use to get off of so here."
2: It seems like maybe he knows some ins and outs and we just have to find in the middle or I think he, I think he'll gain more recollections, it seems like, too, as he is on out of the dream world more. Like he's in a waking life state.
3: Thanks for listening to episode 50. Whoa, are we all getting guns? Episode 50. It's crazy to think about. I started doing this with, like, absolutely no idea how to make a podcast. I just knew I wanted to, and now, almost a year later, we've done 50 episodes in a row. We've got our one-year anniversary coming up really soon, so I don't want to fill the end of this episode with a bunch of stuff I'm just going to repeat in that episode, but I feel like this is a milestone, so I wanted to take a second to acknowledge it. Thanks to all of you out there who've listened, shared, supported, or just talked with me online. It's been a great experience, and honestly, it still feels like we're just getting started. There's plenty of places to find us online now. You can get the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can find us at Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash WorldWalkersPod, Pod. And you can even watch live stream games that take place in the same World Walkers universe over at twitch.tv slash PedroGalicia or uh, bit.ly slash if that's easier for you. Thanks as always to Kevin McCloud over at Comatech.com for the music in this episode. Thanks as always to Sirenscape for the sound effects you've heard. You can find them at Sirenscape.com. I should be up front. Also, unfortunately, uh, I also won't be able to play next week. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. We're going to see Steve Martin and Martin Short. So, Oh, cool. Yeah.
4: Well, I hope <clears> he <throat> dies before that happens.
0: Yeah, I, too, hope death upon these famous comedians.
3: <laughs> no, no. Uh,
2: <laughs> just invite them to the game. Oh, yeah, that's they're- <laughs> good. <laughs> Just to sit in your room and watch. Yeah, there just are to hang the two just Who asked? Hang hang who out. wanted to sit in your room? Is that
3: it? It's Martin Short. Can I play NBC? Oh, please, God, Martin. No.
2: No, Martin. Not
3: again. We just
2: left a pen in your game, Pedro. I could bring my banjo. I could sing the opening song. No, Steve. <laughs> I told you. You're coming off as desperate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quit it,
1: <laughs> Steve. Pick a job, Steve. Go we'll
0: write some more books about art theory. I'm so excited. We,
3: God, maybe <laughs> we just all turn our cameras off, act like we're not here, and just <laughs> convince them. Like, like wait, Jane, are you actually a part of this podcast?
1: What? Just like, come, <laughs> come, come hang out with the Everyone, other world walkers, and then we're... Yeah.
2: Everyone quickly make, like, a fake version of themselves with, like,
3: brooms, and it's just... <laughs>
1: Put
3: on Shane my It's funny because I'm going to, I don't know if I know who's coming in the room, but I'm imagining it's going to be like AC, like Andrew, right? Yeah. And then I imagine like Shen, the cartoon, coming in also. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know what Shen looks like. I'm I've, concerned I've, I've the magic's going to be
2: ruined for me. Like, You're like, oh my God, he's not even like, that white. Yeah. I've seen behind the mask. <laughs> I've seen behind the nose. It's not.
0: <laughs> behind <the> nose. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should all just practice ducking out of frame like this.
2: I'm gonna play like Nobody this. I'm Stuck.
0: Oh God, my abs, my abs. Are <laughs> oh, my abs <laughs> in go. the frame.
3: <laughs> Is that your humble brag when he comes in the room?
0: Oh my abs. Oh That's my abs. No, I should. My I should just be like stuff. showing off my
3: arm muscles.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, oh, oh, Andy. Oh, shit. What? Yeah. Uh, you should be like and 998 yeah. 999
2: 1000
3: my... I do a quick few pumps depending on what I roll in the d20
2: really loosens up the old
3: arm yeah, natural all 20s keep me them. ripped as <laughs> fuck these are natural 20s
4: oh oh hey, it's James look who it is <gasps>
5: hey. it's people oh! Oh! Bye. hi yep <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. What's our mission? Where are we going? What are we doing? (laughs) Okay.
0: uh, A bunch of people just died. We're on a flying ship. Um, Oh, sorry. Uh, Spoilers. You're right.
5: (laughs) Spoilers. I said nothing. Okay. So you guys aren't supposed to know the ship is flying. Right, (laughs) right. right. (laughs) The magical moment of looking over the mast
3: is gone. Thanks, Olivia.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I just thought they were really big
3: clouds. We're in the clouds. Jesus Christ.
5: Oh hey. I, it was a heavy I, know, I know these people.
4: That's Megan
5: my, <laughs> my vision's very bad, so I like didn't process That's until it. now that I
4: <laughs> that I
5: know you people. Do
4: you need glasses?
5: I do. do well, you
4: have glasses? I
5: don't. Really I haven't had glasses for like a decade.
1: But so you need them.
5: But I do need them. Did We're learning a lot about them? me. <laughs> you Andy, your hair one. is
1: so long and luxurious.
5: Thank you. If it's a compliment.
1: It is. It's like your <laughs> Harry Potter in the fourth Harry Potter movie.
5: Yeah, I'm letting it go. That's, that's what I call the hot Harry Potter. You can looking good. Hotty <laughs> yeah. Potter. I'm going, for, Potter. Hottie, Hottie I'm Hottie Hottie going Potter. for the man bun, and then I just want to get to the point where I hate myself, and then I'll cut it. <laughs> the beard is going to be huge, too. I've just always wanted to do it, and nobody's stopping me.
3: <laughs> Somebody it's, stop! me. It's fourth quarter.
5: This is my time. <laughs> Live the dream.
4: Is this the world walkers. This is. You
5: are in, uh, I'm in the podcast. This is Yeah, no, we're, we're recording.
2: You are I'm, in world walkers. I'm saying this. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll be cut. Kind of, Finally, you got a break. <laughs> <laughs> Finally reaching
5: an
3: audience. Uh. While well, I'm looking this up, I should bring this up, Wesley. Um, is there a mouse that you would like me to buy you that does not do thousands of clicks? with no. the uh patreon money no it's, no yeah, usually it's, it's whenever annoying. it'll be I'm like sorry. wesley it's your turn and he'll be like all right click click click, click. and then i'll hear the wheels of fate turning <laughs> this is the edit <laughs> so if you guess, think of it a, got, if you'd you like can... me to buy you a new mouse i would be happy to buy that with my no okay no. I hear, I hear, what you're saying. Buy a new mouse.
2: I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not. I'm honestly saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. When we I'm talked sorry. about the whole
3: Patreon thing, that like we said, like I said, like Spend I can my buy time new equipment. And energy
2: here with you. <laughs> Try to do my best.
3: No. <laughs> and it's everything. I'm failing you. It's like, okay. Okay. Bumberstone. Uh, I think I was telling, was I telling you earlier, Megan. But like I, episode 15 next week will be the last episode on Obrimos. So that means that even though it didn't feel like we were on brimos that long, we got 15 episodes out of it. So I think we'll be in cog for the rest of our lives podcast wise. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the podcast cog ends will here. never end.
4: <laughs> this is season 2. This is season 2. It's like Yeah. We might get canceled at the end, yeah. but you know, we'll see.
3: <laughs> no, you guys have stayed alive through a lot of shit. Like I think you guys got a good head of steam.
2: Start your best effort. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I remember when I came back that it was um, like I came back because I remember like the last game was like Earlby was down. And so I was like almost don't guard, sir, I guess. And then I won't be back next time because it was my wife's birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, and I came back and you guys are like, we're on COG. And I was like, all right, well, I hope I understand how that happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> and then you're all like, and so now we're through wind tunnels and fighting some Umberhawks. All right. And we'll be doing oh, this. Oh, that's right. Like, Did you?
3: No, you, I, yeah, you were there for the Umberhawks, weren't you?
2: Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to go with it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because no you right, were there for happened. them and the uh, goblins. Yeah. I think.
2: Yeah. No, I, I rocked those goblins. Yeah, yeah. They came through a thunder wave. That. Oh
4: yeah, we, we went through those goblins so fast I actually thought that they were like Just a joke that Pedro put in To conveniently give us magical stuff No, but then, no yeah, but ex- yeah, No, they're cannibals, that, no.
3: remember? Like, when they yeah, they yeah. took someone down and they got free hits Every time they took someone down
0: The unlikely event that Roberto's cat Made it to that like Halfling girl And assuming also The unlikely event That she could walk world. Is there a chance, Enzo could be reunited with his cat? Oh my god. There's okay. a That's amazing. Okay, return to game. Just wanted to plant that idea.
2: they throwing it out there. Bradley's coming back.
0: <laughs> Even though um. I just abandoned him in those. What sent their cat out? Yeah, but like, I, but the the girl was in the cellar too, so it's reasonable that they would have met. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, I told him he was a, with a doppelganger, but it's reasonable that the cat would have met the girl.
1: Anyway, okay.
2: Return. I like game. how heart, heartbroken the cat was that like Roberto never talked to it. Like he has the power to talk to animals. And he yeah, never he never talked to, to that cat. <laughs> that was right there. He was like, I've seen you use it on so many other animals, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm right here. Why not me? I'm, I'm right in front of you. <laughs> right, shut up, Ducky the cat.
3: Um. no no I thought somebody said like because Wesley was saying like long lives and I was like they don't necessarily live any like that much longer
0: yeah but Tompkins is a magical person in whose dream we are currently living because he's the most important person in the entire story (laughs) for following his life's journey this is all about Tompkins we can't let Tompkins die Tompkins is the only
4: person who would be a supporting character in his own main story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so up.
2: <laughs> Can we call ourselves the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh my god, yes! Oh <laughs>
1: my god! <laughs>
2: <Yep>. Yes!
0: <laughs> Gotta draw this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did not realize that pun would get so much play. Love it. it was good. Oh it was real good. <laughs> you should feel proud
3: podcast renamed
2: also also uh sub subplot title or subname: sleepy hollum
0: oh my god the legend of Sleepy sleepy hollum
2: there you go bam